Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to No Need to Argue with Kobe Wittick. It is good to be back. I uh, apologize for being gone for so long. It's been a crazy summer. Had a lot of fun, did some traveling, and uh, trying to get back into things now with the football season starting. I'm so excited. Football is definitely my favorite sport, and so I am getting very, very excited for the season. Unfortunately, I think one of the downfalls of my excitement right now is the uh, vulnerability and unknown um, commodity that we have in the Denver Broncos here in Colorado. It is going to be very interesting to see how they do. Case Keenum is here. We have a few others. Um, you know, Bradley Chubb was our our top pick at number five, and so we're going to see how this thing plays out. I hope that the defense uh, definitely takes a step forward this year um, with some of the loss of players that we had um, in the offseason, but I think that we have some good acquisitions. I think that there's some young players that are definitely up and coming, so we will see what happens there. Um, also, you know, this is just such a great time of year in the fall. We got Little League World Series kicked off yesterday, and, you know, all the regional action has been going on for the past couple weeks. So for the next 10 days, we got uh, the Little League World Series going on, which is always so much fun to watch these kids from all around the world and all around America, um, you know, compete and, uh, you know, just give give it all to, um, you know, playing baseball and, you know, just trying to enjoy the time that they have at Williamsport. So that is very exciting. Um, you know, golf is definitely um, coming to a close, but we had some great, great tournaments this year the majors were all very exciting uh, with the most recent one pga championship being won by brooks kepka and you know tiger making the big run that he did finishing in second place uh, i know was very very exciting for a lot of people um you know to watch tiger really kind of find you know his groove and and make some make some birdies and and get going on a on a tangent so it was a lot a lot of fun to watch that very exciting we do have the Ryder Cup coming up which is always an awesome awesome tournament to watch Europe against America and uh, you know that'll be placed in France this year you know the U.S. really doesn't do well when we play on a European soil for this tournament but I think that we definitely have some very very hot golfers coming into that tournament and uh, you know I hope that we can make a big run make it make it interesting at least um, you know, and show them what we're all about there. So that's that's definitely going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, obviously we have the close of the MLB season going on right now. Um, you know, a lot of playoff races that are getting very, very tight and enjoyable to watch. Uh, you know, a lot of the divisional races are getting very, very tight. As we all know here in Colorado, the Rockies um, are definitely making a push and, uh, you know, trying to do what they can in the NL West, uh, you know, if we can beat out the Dodgers and beat out the Diamondbacks and the surging Giants, um, you know, it would be absolutely awesome to see, um, you know, but I mean, if everyone keeps winning in our division, you know, we could potentially push for that wild card spot that, um, you know, everyone thought would come from, you know, either the Central or the South uh, division. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that closes. Um, you know, so moving forward, uh, you know, today, I just really wanted to kind of jump all into football, NFL, the new rules, how teams are looking, especially my Broncos, uh, you know, discuss a little bit about the Little League. I know last night we had a great, great game. If anybody was watching, um, 
Mexico and Australia, you know, both pitchers were very dominant. Um, you know, all the scoring happened really early. And then Mexico with a walk-off base hit uh, to end it in the sixth and had a guy go from first all the way home uh, with the ball rolling to the fence in the outfield. And, uh, you know, they just were aggressive and they sent him and, and it was a walk-off uh, winner. So it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, I was bouncing back between that, the preseason game between the Jets and the and the Redskins, and then also between my Rockies and Braves. So uh, definitely had a lot going on last night that I was trying to keep up with on the telly. Um, <laughs> had some fun with the telly. Uh, my wife and I took a trip to England and Ireland this summer for our one-year anniversary slash honeymoon. Um, had an absolute blast. Spent about 10 days there in, in Ireland and in England. And uh, I tell you what, it was just an awesome experience seeing all the history, um, you know, the culture there and experiencing all the amazing, amazing food um, in Ireland. Ireland is one of the greatest places, I tell you. Uh, we stayed in Dublin pretty much the entire time and just had a blast filling our days going to, um, you know, the Jameson Tour and the... Um, the Guinness Brewery Tour and everything else we could do and the food there was just amazing. Everything is fried and, uh, you know, I always say that anything fried is definitely better than anything else and it was absolutely delicious. So um, I had to throw in a little telly there um, for every every listener. So that's, that's why I said that. Trust me, um, I'm definitely, uh, you know, not saying that normally or often whatsoever but I had to have a little fun with that because of that experience that I was able to have this summer Um, had an absolute blast out that way if you ever get a chance definitely definitely visit Ireland one of the greatest places the people were just amazing so friendly so nice um, and welcoming uh, to us so we were very grateful for that Um, leading into the NFL here you know, one of the things that, you know, I've been watching over the past couple of months and in the offseason leading into the season here and everyone has seen in these preseason games, the flags for, you know, the lowering the head hit. And, you know, I think one of the things that is driving me crazy with the NFL right now is all of these safety and I'm holding up air quotes here. Um, you know, precautions and rules that they're putting in place for the sake of the players. I I feel that's just a total PR move, uh, you know, trying to keep the union happy and and not trying to, you know, drive any friction going on right now. But, you know, the hard part about that, you know, they talk about player safety and they talk about wanting to have a safer game and safer for the players and all these other things. And they're striving away from what made football so great in the very beginning. You know, it's the contact, it's the hits, it's the you know, maliciousness of football that made it so awesome. That's what I fell in love with. You know, I played football. It was my, you know, definitely one of my first one or two loves probably with baseball just because I played baseball longer. But, I mean, football just, you just fall in love with that contact. You fall in love with that team mantra that football brings I mean it's the ultimate team sport you have 11 guys on the field at one time and you're entrusting that 10 other guys are going to do their job and that they're entrusting in you that you're going to do your job and all together every single person has to do their job and win their battle to have a successful play to have a successful game to have a successful season and I think that's what makes football so great but the thing 
that drives me crazy about where the NFL is going and all these things that they're putting in place, wanting to get rid of the kickoff and wanting to, you know, take away all these big hits in the in the secondary and all these other things. I mean, the running back can't lower his head to get through a hole and earn one yard if it's fourth and one. Like, are you kidding me? It's it's absolutely ridiculous what they are doing to try and protect, and I'm using air quotes again, these players. For me, I chose football. I knew the dangers of football going into wanting to play this sport. That's what made me fall in love with it. That I got to go out there and I got to hit people and I got to get hit and I got to take that pain and I got to take everything that comes with that and grow from it and learn from it and build from it. These players chose to play football. They chose to dedicate their lives to the game of football. Training their bodies, putting their bodies through every you know rigorous thing that you could possibly think about to the very limits of their capabilities. They chose to make football their life. And they have to know the dangers that come with that. But when you start writing checks and guaranteed money contracts like Kirk Cousins, it's hard to say that you can talk one thing and do the other, but try to prevent something else. It's absolutely ridiculous. The owners want to put some of these things in place so that they're not paying all this money to players that aren't going to be on the field and not going to produce for their team and make them more money. But yet, we have how many players just itching at the chance to play in the NFL that are more than willing to take on those hits and more than willing to take on the risk for just a taste of what some of these players are earning in the NFL. It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, to put in place these rules for protecting the players, to take away the kickoff, how, how do you start a football game without a kickoff? I can't I can't even fathom what that would look like. I don't even know. I mean, that's what gets you know you up on the edge of your seat on Thursday and Sunday and Monday and all these days that we get to enjoy football. It's that opening kickoff that gets the hair on the back of your neck standing up. It's that opening kickoff that gets the crowd, you know, just so excited for what's about to happen. It's the kickoff that has produced some of the most exciting plays in NFL history and they want to take it away because it's statistically the number one play in football where players get injured I I mean are you kidding me these players know exactly the risk that they're taking in playing NFL football in any football I mean high school football college football what does it matter they know the risk When you know the risk, you go to the NFL, you know exactly what those grown men are capable of doing when it comes to hitting people and putting them on the ground and doing their job. Their job is to dismantle a receiver from the football. Their job is to stop a running back on fourth and one. Their job is to drive the quarterback into the ground so that he feels a little bit of pain and knows that he can he can see when that next one's coming and maybe he maybe he gets a little scared maybe ah maybe he flinches just a little bit that's the whole point of football that's what makes it so great and now we want to put in 
This penalty of lowering your head for player safety? Are you kidding me? If a player wants to lower his head to go in and tackle someone, so be it. That's his choice. That's his safety that he's taking into his own hands. Why does it have to be a penalty? If he hurts the other guy, well, you should have played linebacker. Maybe you should be the one putting on a hit instead of playing running back and receiver where you're getting hit. That's what my dad used to tell me all the time. I played tight end. you know, And he was like, gosh, if I ever played football, I would have played linebacker because I'd be the one that was hitting people instead of getting hit. He always asked me, he's like, why do you want to be a receiver and get out there and get hit by these guys? Well, probably the same reason of a lot of people. I like the fame. I had the ego. I wanted to score touchdowns. I wanted to raise my hands in the air after running into the end zone, after catching a pass, and just feel that crowd, feel that crowd cheering for something that I was able to do. It, it really is just a shame to think what this game of football in the NFL is going to look like in 5, 10, 20 years. Because I promise you this, it's not going to be the same. Will it be as enjoyable? You know, the NFL always claims that, you know, they're they're untouchable. That no matter what happens, their popularity, their viewers, their, you know, everything, their ratings are going to continue to drive upward. That nothing could could bring them down. No other sport, no scandal, no uh, you know, player, you know, problems that they have, nothing. If they truly feel that way and it's truly the case, then why the heck do they care about protecting these superstars? Because that's all they're doing. They could care less about these safety precautions for a guy that is a special teamer only, gets paid the league minimum, and barely sees the field except for a couple special teams plays. All they care about is their top-tier receiver, their top-tier quarterback, their top-tier, you know, whatever it may be that's getting all this money paid to them. And that's been the problem. I am all for you getting paid. Trust me, everyone is trying to do the same. Go out there, get your money, get paid. But don't don't come back to the NFL about player safety and injuries and all these other things that could happen. I mean, how many guys do we have holding out at camp this year to start and still holding out because they want that giant contract before that injury hits? That's perfectly fine. Get your money. Do do what you need to do with that. But also understand that once you get that money and an injury does happen, or you know if you if you're holding out thinking that you're the greatest thing that's ever you know walked the face of the earth at your position and you're holding out to get that money and someone else shows up and shows that they can do the same thing as you or better you know don't come complaining back to anybody else because it was you that held out of camp it was you that took the reps off every single day you got to get better steve sewell old time running back in the nfl for the denver broncos you know, he was a he was a running back coach at CSU Pueblo when I played football down there. And that's every single day we'd come out to practice and Steve Sewell would be standing there saying, Hey, great day to get better. Every day is a great day to get better. And every day that you miss is a day that you didn't get better. 
And if you want to compete in the NFL, if you want to keep Pete in college, you want to compete anywhere in life, in football, in sport, you better be using every single day as a day to get better. Because if you're not, someone else is. And that means that you're going to get left behind. It's just a shame. You know, I, I think with the safety precautions and everything else that's going on, it really scares me about what the NFL is going to look like. And it, and it really, you know, it's something that is just, just such a shame. Because it's a game that I fell in love with. It's a game that I still love. I love the action. I love the team. I love the camaraderie that comes with football and what it takes to be successful because I've been through that process. I've started from the bottom with a brand new program and risen to the very, very tip top that you possibly can. And it's so sad to see what the NFL is doing and the changes they want to make and how people feel about these things and the player safety thinking it's going to be so much better. I tell you what, I know the you know, joke always is, well, you know, why don't we just put flags on them or why don't we just put skirts on them? That is going to become reality if this continues to go the way it is. We're going to start games on the 25-yard line with no kickoff. When teams go to punt, they're going to probably just put the ball down 40 yards and call it good. I mean, it's just, it's never ending for what they could do and what they want to do. And I promise you this, Vince McMahon and the XFL is going to come in here and truly rebuild that XFL brand that was so diminished back in the early 2000s. And if the NFL continues down the path that it is, the XFL will be the new NFL. That is my prediction. That is my thought process, seeing how these two roads are moving. But if the XFL is truly coming back and they're really going to build it the way they want to build it, the way they originally planned on building it, it will be the NFL of old. And the NFL knew it will be interesting to see how it lines up because if they can get some decent players in the XFL, some guys that can make some plays, some guys that can make some noise, and the NFL continues down this path of prima donnas and everything else that it has going for it, we're going to have some trouble with the NFL. And I love the game of football more than anything. So I'm going to support the game of football that I enjoy watching the most. And I think that's something that the NFL needs to be careful of. Obviously, it's not going to happen anytime soon, but if there's success seen on each side, it's going to be interesting to see what takes place with that. So there you go. That's that's my thought of the day. The NFL, you know, safety policy and everything they're trying to do, it's just, it really is driving me crazy. And, and I'm tired of watching everything that comes with this because, you know, in my eyes, I knew the risk going into playing football. I took that risk. I suffered injuries. I suffered everything that takes place with that. And I still love the game for what it's supposed to be. And I think that's something that gets lost sometimes in the translation. These guys chose the profession of being a professional football player. No one came to them with a gun to their head saying, you're going to play for us. You know, the the term slavery always comes up. Oh, well, you know, the wealthy owners are just sitting up at the top as all these, you know, slave workers are down there on the field and, and coaches and everything else that are, you know, just someone up top pulling the strings. It's It's pretty ridiculous to think about because everyone has a choice in this life. And your profession is by far a choice. What you dedicate your life to is by far a choice. 
You know, these guys that, you know, go to college for one or two years and never finish their degree, you know, because they go into the pros, whether it be NBA or whether it be football, whether it be, you know, baseball. I mean, baseball, they draft guys directly out of high school and bring them into their, you know, minor league teams and, and, you know, through the ringer there. So, I mean, it's just, you know, like I said, a lot of these guys could use that free education to, you know, put themselves in a place where they don't have to worry about injuries and getting blown up by a safety and, you know, running into running backs that are 20 pounds heavier than them burrowing into their chest. That's perfectly fine. But know that with all the fame and playing on Sundays, that danger is going to be there. And the danger is what makes everyone fall in love with this game. Why do you think the UFC has risen so high over the past 15 years? You know, Dana White and, and that you know ownership team have really done an amazing job where everyone loves the malicious nature that comes as being a human being. We all love watching that. I don't know what it is in our nature, but we just do. And so anything like that is what's going to drive that popularity to you. I mean, UFC completely just tore down the boxing federation. I mean, without Floyd Mayweather boxing, I mean, they're going to be nowhere in the next five to ten years. They're going to need some true superstars to truly come in and take this thing over. Because the UFC has risen so high and just dominated that entire market. Who knows what's going to happen? But do you see the UFC guys talking about safety precautions and rules and all these other things for their fighters? I know it's a little different, but is it really? I mean, are you telling me that, you know, it's not similar in some cases? So, whatever. You know, that's, that's just my thought process. You know, it may be completely out west it may be completely different but you know it is what it is that's that's how I feel about it and uh you know I, I kind of stick to that it just it drives me crazy and I hope that you know we we can still watch some enjoyable football because in the end it is football you have pads on you're hitting each other it's part of the game stop complaining getting paid all these millions and millions of dollars while everyone else around the country is suffering and and trying to do all these things that they possibly can. And these guys are complaining about safety when they chose their profession. I mean, it's just, it's a little ridiculous to me. So anyways, moving on here, let's go ahead and uh, jump into the Little League World Series. It is getting um, very exciting now, kind of into day two here. We got a couple of games today. Um you know, that'll go on yesterday. I did watch the, um, the game with Australia and Mexico. You know, I talked a little bit about how Mexico won in walk-off fashion, which was just so much fun to watch. I mean, like I said, when I, when I watch this, I'm not really rooting for any particular team or, you know, anybody like that. I mean, obviously in the championship, I would like America to win, but you know, I'd really just enjoy watching these kids go out and play. And I hope that, you know, for their sake and everyone else's sake that, you know, they don't take it too seriously. You know, these kids, I think, you know, it's something that comes with the Little League World Series that you watch every year. And, you know, I, I understand competitiveness completely. And I understand, you know, everything that comes with playing sports and the pressure that's put on you either by your parents or your coach or, you know, society and those types of things. But, you know, I just hope that these kids truly, you know, sit back and enjoy this opportunity and enjoy the time that they have there and understand that, 
you know, gosh, you're on national TV. You know, you guys are on ESPN at least twice, uh, you know, during this tournament while you're in Williamsport. And it's really, really cool just to see, you know, the world come together. And you see all these kids from all these different regions of the world and all these different countries and all these different languages. And they come together and they, they bond and they build friendships and they, you know, hang out with each other. They play games with each other. And you think, what changes from age 12 to age 30 when these same countries rage war against each other and we have battles politically and everything else? You know, it's just, it's unbelievable to watch before, you know, all the racism and all of the, you know, stigmatisms that come with all these different countries, you know, change through your adolescence, you know, when you're a kid, you just don't know, you know, you understand that, you know, it's other human beings. And I think that's what I enjoy the most about the Little League World Series is, you know, watching these kids go out there, compete at the highest level, putting everything that they have into this game, wanting to win so bad, all the travel that they've been through, everything that they've done. It really is just so much fun to watch. So please get out there and watch the Little League World Series. These kids are awesome. There's some great personalities out there. Uh, you know, there's definitely some kids that are a little, you know, egotistical and, and hotheads. But, you know, it, it comes with being a kid and being competitive. So, you know, I, I hold very, very little ill will against any of them. It's just so much fun to watch, uh, you know, these kids go out and uh, and play. Um, you know, I know the first game today is uh, Europe, Africa, and Japan. Um, I think Europe, Africa is the, yeah, we got a team frame, uh, Barcelona, Spain. So, uh, you know, that'll be interesting to watch. And then uh, after that, we got the America Northwest against the Great Lakes. So, um, you know, that'll be Idaho and Michigan. Idaho, big, big time story coming into the Little League World Series. Uh, you know, I did watch their regional um, against Montana. They got beat by Montana 10-1. to 1. Then they went to the elimination game against Oregon, beat them, and then came back and beat Montana um, the next game. And it was really fun to watch. This Idaho team is, is really fun to watch. So check them out there. They're pretty fun. Um, and then the second game for... The international side is Latin America and Canada. Uh, so Latin America is the team from Panama this year. And Canada, we have a team from British Columbia. So that'll be a good one. And then to end the night, we got the uh, Southeast America and uh, West America um, in the U.S. bracket. So um, the West, big, big story with a team from Honolulu, Hawaii. That's so, so cool. Um, think about the travel time that they had going from Honolulu, Hawaii, all the way to Williamsport um, in the Northeast. So really, really cool story there. Um, that's going to be a fun one to watch. Uh, those those Hawaiians go down there and play uh, the team from Georgia in Peachtree City. So uh, a lot of fun going on today. Definitely check out the games. I love watching them. I think, you know, supporting the Little World Series is just great. Um, you know, giving these kids some airtime and checking them out uh, is just an absolute blast. And, um, you know, we got a lot of games. I think the round robin ends Sunday this weekend, and then they'll start, um, you know, a lot of the elimination and, and those types of games as we move through the tournament. Um, and then the championship is scheduled for uh, Sunday, August 26th. So uh, 10 days of, of Little League Baseball right in the midst of, you know, MLB 
races and baseball and everything else going on. So definitely check them out. Uh, if you're a baseball fan, if you're just a fan of sports, if you got nothing else going on, go ahead and turn on ESPN. They'll be on pretty much all day, every day uh, for the next 10 days. So a lot of fun going on with the Little League World Series. Um, lastly, all I really wanted to kind of talk about today was my Colorado Rockies. And I know that they don't get a lot of national coverage, but it, it truly has been a lot of fun to watch them over the last two months. Um, you know, in July, they had such an amazing uh, record. August, they started a little slow, but they're definitely turning it on. Um, you know, taking one out of two from the defending champs, uh, the Houston Astros in Houston this past week, and then beating the Braves last night with their first game um, in Atlanta. It, it has just been so much fun to watch them compete and play. You know, they've been down a lot late in games and they've come back. You know, we had the stretch of walk-offs against the Dodgers last week. And, uh, you know, the pitching has really come around. Um, you know, obviously we're not getting just crazy, you know, shutout pitching, but they're managing the game well. They're doing what they need to do. They're keeping the scores low, giving offense a chance. And it always seems to be one or two different guys every night that come through on the offensive end. And I think that's what's made this season and the last couple months so much fun to watch with these Rockies is, you know, obviously Aaron Otto, Trevor Story, Blackman, you know, obviously Blackman as of late has been in a little slump, but, you know, those are kind of the three cores in our lineup that have always produced. They're always going to be, you know, pretty consistent as the year goes on, Uh, you know, but you look at, you know, a lot of the other guys that are stepping up, making plays when they need to, uh, it's been just so much fun to watch. So I really, really am pushing. I really hope that they win the NL West. It would be such an awesome thing to see, uh, you know, host a, a couple games here, uh, you know, in Denver for for the playoffs and, and not always having to win that one playoff game to get in, you know, as we did in 2007 and as we did last year losing to the Diamondbacks and everything else uh you know it'd be kind of fun to win the NL West and just know hey we're in we don't have to play a one game playoff win and you're in kind of type game we can get into a series right away and we can you know establish ourselves and we can know who we're playing and we can get uh you know some scouting reports and things like that in so uh really really pushing for that you know the rest of baseball there's been so many great storylines obviously you know the Red Sox playing so well and dominant as they are you know the Atlanta Braves run as of late uh, you know, and a lot of other, you know, really good teams just making pushes. You know, I watched the Cubs, uh, you know, the other day just completely wallop the Brewers. Uh, you know, there's a lot of good stories going on. And it's just this is the best time of year when the fall starts rolling in. You get those kind of cold, foggy, uh, you know, mornings. And, you know, I walked out the other day and in the morning it was just nice and foggy and there was some dampness in the air. It was a little bit cooler. And it just felt so good. And I knew, you know, once you kind of start getting that, you know, it starts cooling down at night that, you know, we've reached that that amazing time of year where we have football, we have basketball, you know, coming to, you know, start a little bit here, um, you know, in October and they start, 
you know, preseason and those kind of things. And, you know, you have baseball coming to an end. You have, you know, golf coming to an end. And, you know, you have the Ryder Cup, President Cup, those kind of things that take place this time of year. Every year you got the Little League World Series. You know, football obviously, uh, you know, takes the cake with this time of year. But there's just so many things going on, so many storylines. It's absolutely awesome to, you know, watch. And, you know, with, with college football, you know, kind of, lumped into you know the football season uh you know there's definitely a lot of things going on so uh i'm looking forward to you know the next couple weeks and how everything goes Uh, i'll definitely be doing a heck of a lot more podcasts as we kind of roll into the fall and winter season here um you know really would like to jump all over this nfl season um you know i'm going to try and be Probably doing about two to three podcasts a week, uh, you know, talking NFL. We'll definitely be touching on baseball as we come to a close with that season. Um, you know, and then as we get into wintertime, basketball and, and hockey. Um, hoping my abs can can take a step up this year, but we will uh, we will see how that works. Um, so, like I said, I, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, you know, I just really love getting on here and just kind of, you know, talking the sh- you know shit uh you know every now and then and just uh you know letting things flow talking about my feelings and and opinions on certain things and you know there's definitely a lot of storylines going on right now um you know that that are kind of coming to a conclusion and some things that are still up in the air you know my opinion on things is always pretty direct i'm i'm going to tell you how i feel and uh you know hope that you know, if you agree with me, if you don't agree with me, you know, it doesn't matter. But, you know, if you want a voice and want to express your opinion to me, you can definitely reach out. Uh, you know, I'm on Twitter with no need to a. Um, and so you can always hit me up there and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll follow with any discussion going on, um, you know, as my, my podcast take off and the episodes come rolling in. Um, I'll definitely have some strong opinions about a lot of things. So, you know, please feel free to fill me in on your thoughts, disagreements, agreements, you know, whatever it may be. So, um, that is going to do it for me today. I I appreciate everyone, uh, listening in and, uh, just want to let you know, I apologize for the huge absence. I know that I had just a couple listeners, um, you know, when I started this thing this past year, but I definitely, um, you know, apologize for my three to four month hiatus. Uh, that I took over the summer. So um, I am definitely back. No need to argue is back. And uh, I really, really appreciate all of you listening and, and just taking your time to, you know, kind of hear me out every single week. And um, I hope that we can connect a lot more uh, moving forward. So uh, signing off, this is Kobe Wittick with No Need to Argue. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon.